2: Good morning, Barrett Brooks. Dan the middle. What the hell's that about? Ego. No, the guy in Philly. Not has you, bro. Ego.
3: Not you, bro. Not you, bro. Not you. You don't have ego, I guess. No, I have
2: confidence, <laughs> like you do. That's yeah, we... okay, man. You can't keep big sills and bear it down. Hey, by the way, I am very proud of Barrett Brooks, man. Why is it that? Because you are actually the only guy in Philadelphia. That speaks the truth on what's going on with that Eagle team. Well, I mean, here's the, the rest of these guys. You know, um, Howie's really a great capologist. What the hell does that mean? He's not a team builder. This guy is a librarian. I go, he's not a football guy. He's not a football guy. This guy does this. One, carry the two, and, yeah, (laughs) three, and we put them over here. Let me show you something here, Barrett, right out of the gate. Stephon Diggs just signs a four-year $100 million deal for a wide receiver. $100 million deal, $26 million a year for Stephon Diggs to play in, well, I'll use a Wayne's world reference, Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo where snow drifts are higher than any place other than Saskatchewan, Canada. He got a hundred million dollar contract extension and he still had years on it. Here's my point. Howie brings in Zach Pascal. Dog. <laughs> There's people around the NFL that want to build a football team that want to give Josh Allen. That's what you do right there when you're talking about helping your quarterback out. Josh Allen has become an exceptional quarterback. Why? Because of Sean McDermott's coaching and, you know what else? Because they went out and got him an asset. You know, when Stephon Diggs was looking for another place to go and play, I can't believe that Buffalo was on his list of places that he wanted to play. But then somebody in his room started telling him, "Hey, you're going to be with Josh Allen. I think the Bills have the best roster in the NFL." Okay, uh, I do. I and they've added.
3: They need. They need to get a running game though. But I, I will say this: You're right. They're very talented um, at, at key positions um, on the defensive line. They need a little more. But as for you know them going out and helping their 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 quarterback. That's exactly what they did. He can grow because he has people around him that will help him grow. And that's my that's my biggest thing with the Eagles right now. You got to go get this kid somebody to play with. Now, I understand everybody saying, oh, well, you're not going to go to get the big receiver because you don't have a quarterback and he's not going to throw to him. I don't want to hear that because at the end of the day, even if you were going out to get to try to smooch a, 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 a big-time quarterback, they're not going to want to come here because it's not enough here. Say what you want to say. It's not enough here. And – you know, the only way this kid can get better is if you give him somebody out there. You 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 want him to play chess, but all you're gonna do is give him pawns. Come on now, you gotta give him something else. You know what I'm saying? You know, you you he needs more than that. He needs a knight. he needs something else if he's gonna play this game. Put him in and the they're game. Not it. They're not doing Put him it. in the game. Exactly, exactly. You need rooks, you need you need you need everything when you're playing chess. And right now, there's, it's like they're playing checkers, man. You got to get this kid something. They are not good enough at this point to go out and compete, even in this division. Yes, they made it to the playoffs last year off of pure luck. They had the they had the best um, they had the best uh, schedule, not the best schedule out of everybody. Because at the end of the year, when they when they turned into the team in which they start running the rock and they redefined themselves, they had some smoozes down the line that helped them out and, and got them into the playoffs. You cannot think you can run it again and think you can do the same thing in this division. You have to get better. They have not gotten better. They have flatlined. They're, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And they did not get better. So what do you say? They're getting worse then. They went out and got a couple defensive players. Love it. Love it. You know what I'm saying? I love the fact they got White. You know, he's he's a smaller um, – he's he's the new – not really new, but he's he's what the NFL is going to. They play Ooh, so much so, personnel.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Kaiser <laughs> Sosa from the uh, Chargers. I re- okay, I got it. But he's but he's 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 getting the NFL's is, is, get NFL
3: going to. You know, yep. he's a he's a safety to place yep. linebacker, and he's he's got gained a little weight, a local guy. So I mean they're gonna love him here. But you still need to get this quarterback somebody to throw,
2: somebody else to throw to. You got to. How about this? So John McMullen. And I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase this. John McMullen thinks that the Eagles are gonna take a wide receiver in the draft, and they're building this football team for another quarterback. Well,
3: that's, that's,
2: and I that's why know. it's gonna be a rookie play, a rookie quarterback, a rookie wide receiver. And think about this for instance, too, Barrett. So if Jalen there's no question that this trade that they made a couple of days ago ensures that Jalen is going to have the 2022 season. He's got 17 games to audition for this job. However, I don't believe the audition matters. Yep. I think they're doing that publicly. I believe that Jalen Hurts, even if he has and duplicates the year that he had, he, they do not want him as a starting quarterback. And I'm going to reference your guy who I talked to yesterday, Ron Jaworski. Ron Jaworski said, and I'm paraphrasing this, If he was in today's NFL, he would not run the ball one time. The game today is in an evolution of throwing the ball, and that's why you're seeing multitudes of wide receivers coming into the NFL now that are so skilled. Barrett, when you and I were younger, there used to be first round running backs go into the draft every single year. Yep. There's not going to be one running back get drafted in the first round this year. You're well, going to see them all in last year, two or three. They were like one or
3: two last year. I mean, it's been going down ever since then. Because you're right, it's a new NFL. Um, they changed the rules, so there'll be more passing, more points being scored. That's what people want to watch. They don't want to watch the ground and pound game that we we came up in. They don't want to watch that anymore. They want to watch the ball. High flying antics. And that's why when you get these outliers, when I say outliers, teams that run the rock, that's why they're so successful because the new defenses aren't built to stop the run. They're built to stop the pass. That's why I'm talking about White. He's the smallest linebacker that can run, he can cover, because he's going to have to cover more so than anything. 11 personnel is one running back, one tight end, the rest receivers. That is their mainstay in the NFL these days. That's what they want. In the nfl so when you got start when you when you go out you it used to be that when you when you made the start lineups you would have a fullback a running back a tight end in the offensive line and the and a quarterback that would be your 11 guys on the field you know then it transformed into all right the fullback became um you know a guy that you know they didn't even, they didn't even draft them anymore they only have there's only like five really five or six fullbacks really on rosters these days that get substantial playing time it went to the dual tight ends, you know, double tight end, 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. Once they went into that tight ends became, you know, the new hot commodity, but now it's, you know, went and, and, and left that now it's more. So you get receivers, you got to get guys who can go out and break coverage, make DBs, um, you know, basically cover instead of coming up and supporting the run. This is the new NFL. They love this. And, you know, I, I, I talked to jaws also. And, and, Jaws is a firm believer that he likes he likes Hurts, but is not what
2: this organization wants. He said it yesterday that he's not sold on him yet and that he said that they want a wide-open passing game. And I agree with you on the wide receivers. I used to think that they were the frosting, but now they're part of the cake. When oh, you're yeah. putting salaries up there, Barrett, that are in the $20 million range, $26 million range per year, what we're seeing – the new wave salaries now for these high class wide receivers that you're making what the quarterback made 3 years ago it's the two highest paid positions in the NFL right now wide receiver and quarterback and i think it's got a lot to do with this also gambling is going to be a major part of this um league the ele- the evolution of the NFL in making money this is what this is about In-game props. Hey, will will Devontae Smith catch a 50-yard touchdown? You're going to have sports books at places like the link, and you're going to be able to go up and make prop bets. Having an offense like the Eagles have right now, it's public. They hate it. It's public. He mentioned it at the NFL owners meeting that they want a wide open. Then he turns around and goes, we really like Jalen. Well, dude, one's not the truth. (laughs) <laughs> to me, the truth is, you do want to have a wide-open passing game. So what you're going to do is this. Think about this, for instance, um, Barrett. You, They're not building this team around Jalen. They're building this team around Jalen's contract. You don't have to spend $35 million a year for a quarterback. You can spend all your money on other positions – and you can draft at other positions because you got a quarterback you're only paying 1.5 million dollars to when you start having to pay that position that's when other positions start to deteriorate because you got to pay the quarterback you Ask see dallas. that everywhere right acts dallas right now right Ask look dallas. at dallas they got to cut and they got to get rid of or trade amari cooper then you got to lose Randy Gregory, because you put some sad-ass language in there and you didn't give him an opportunity to even match the deal because Denver offered more. And he said, I don't want the language for behavior issues and I'm getting more money in Denver. Dallas couldn't do it. And by the way, Bobby Wagner, sure, they would love to have had him. They couldn't afford him because you're paying a guy $45 million a year. They're building this team. And and of course you love Jalen because Jalen steadies the ship. He steadies the ship at one point. Dude, how many quarterbacks in the NFL right now are making $1.5 million? How he has got to go. You know, I I, I thought for sure that they were wasting the opportunity to build their football team around Jalen. And then I started thinking, wait a minute. They're building it around that contract because there's the wide receiver they just signed, Barrett, Zach Pascal, He makes more money than Jalen.
3: Right, <laughs> right.
2: In base salary, he may, the running back, Miles Sanders makes more money in base than what Jalen does. So you're Howie. These, this trade makes total sense. I'm building this team around that contract that we don't have to spend a lot of doing, Dude, the majority of the money that you spend is on Fletcher's deal and your O-line. Yep. That's it. And Darius Slay maybe, right? Yep. Well, I mean, those those are the guys that,
3: the big-name guys that they have. Um, I mean, it makes sense in the aspect of all right, You're supporting Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is the cheapest option that you have right now.
0: Amen. They,
3: so when you go look at how they're positioning themselves, they're going to go and draft a wide receiver. Absolutely. Because he can grow inside that offense more so – in this team to be more appetizing for another quarter to come. And I think it's it's, it's terrible that they're doing that to Jalen. I like Jalen. I think Jalen can be one hell of a quarterback if you give him the opportunity. They are going to give him an opportunity, but right now they're tying his hands behind his back. But they're giving him an
2: opportunity with, like like you said, you're in a game of chess, but you're asking him to play checkers in that game.
3: Right, right. Okay,
2: and there's no way of – he has no way of winning that battle, Barrett, with the current roster that he has. And by the way, a veteran wide receiver helps Jalen. A rookie wide receiver, unless you have a signal caller like a Burrow or like a Josh Allen or somebody like that, that is starting to be seasoned, a rookie wide receiver is not helping Jalen all that much. He's got to learn how to play in the NFL. He's got to take his game from the college game, and by the way, that transition is the toughest transition I've ever seen because everybody in that league, like Barrett says, everyone in that league is fast, big, good, and smart.
3: Yeah, they're all, all no dumbasses
2: in that league, and there ain't no bad guys, and there ain't no dudes that are sorry as nobody's sorry in that league. Nobody,
3: right, right. Even the even the worst player on the team can whip the average person out there, hey, you know, Hey, I told
2: you, I went to Green Bay. They had won, like, three games. We went up there and played Lindy and um, uh Packers. I go up there, and I'm like, oh, it's the Packers. They only got five wins. Shit. I was like, holy shit, these guys are rolling off their ball. I mean, I mean the <laughs> difference between winning in the NFL, I say it's 25 plays a game. Yep. And if you have skilled guys that can make that those sticks move, that's the difference in the league. It's about twenty-five plays a game and the good teams make it. It's probably less than that. Plays. It's
3: probably yeah, okay. less than that. It's probably like 10 plays in a game because you <laughs> I mean it's, it's so the league is so marginal in the aspect that everybody on the team is is an all-American. Now you've taken all the best players in college and put them on a, um each team. That means that, that, you know, the level of play for went from here to here. So I mean, at the end of the day. The guy that you're playing across from is just as good as you are. <laughs> it's just it's just a slight few that change the parameter or change change how you look at this team differently. Some te- some guys have got players on their team that you have to game plan for. Some te- guys have players on the team that they're just there um, just to do their job. As far as you know, all right, he's great at just doing just this like a special teams player. He's great at just being a special teams player. There's only a few guys on the roster like that, just a special teams guy or just this. More times than not, it's only this much of a a margin on you being a winner and a loser in the NFL. One step, maybe, you know, one indecision as far as, you know, you waited just a half a second too long to make your read and somebody else is taking advantage of it and you lost that play because of it.
2: Bear, tell me if... If J, Jay- I think Jalen's looking at it like this. Let's 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 play the game here and see how he sees this off going and how it, he hears the noise. He obviously has to hear no the question noise. about that. Yeah, he saw the trade. He knows the conversation. He knows what people are talking about, and he's working his ass off. Southern California. Um, he he's working with Tom House. Brady's involved in all this stuff. Brady's at Tom House's right now as well. So he's doing everything possible. But if you're him, I think you've got to look at it through his eyes that look, I'm going to get 17 games. And if I can't control the narrative in Philadelphia, I might be auditioning for other teams. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into this year, 2022. My mindset would be this I can't control what an inconsistent front office does. And that's what Philadelphia is. It's an inconsistent front office on how they do things because, again, the general manager is the head chief in charge of this place. It's got nothing to do with the head coach. So to me, wouldn't you go into this, Barrett? You were a pro. Wouldn't you go into this like this? Well, nothing I could do. I'm going to go out there and ball my ass off, and I'm going to go out there and play as hard as I can and let the chips fall where they may. And you know what? I'm going to be a starting quarterback in Philadelphia for the next ten years, or I'm going to be a starting quarterback somewhere else for the next ten years. That's, That's what the he's only doing. thing he yep. has to control. It usually is usually it
3: usually you think of mindset. I'm interviewing for 31 other teams, Correct. but in Jalen's case, he's interviewing for 32 teams, yeah. including the Eagles. And you know, it's, it's it's not fair, but I mean, it's just what life is. You know, he understands this. He understands that he has a bullseye on his back that they, you know, after they signed him, he knew he was just a pawn in a game that, you know, he has to play. He got, to, he has to navigate through. And Jalen's a smart player. He understands that. So he's working accordingly. There's no, this that's the reason why he's not with the team right now, because he understands that he has to take his game to another level. And evidently, he doesn't believe that the guys inside, um, you know, the Nova care center can take him to that next level. So, Whoever he's with, I heard he's with House. I mean, I heard he's with, you know, a lot of different camps. I don't know exactly where he is, but he's finding a way to get better, tearing his game over and to make him, you know, the best quarterback he can be. So when he goes into this season, they know exactly who he is. And and, and if they're making a mistake, he's going to make sure he capitalized on that mistake and goes somewhere where he's wanted.
2: Guaranteed. He was spotted in Newport Beach. Guy um, posted a, um, a jersey, and that's where House's facility is. OK. And so and that's where Brady works out and he had a signed jersey. And also, you know, um, I, I I like the fact that he's working because, again, this country club attitude that the Eagles have. And I don't even think it's Sirianni because no coach in his right mind would do this. Well, if I have an opportunity to get the guys together, uh, I'd rather not. That's something from the front office, because coaches, if you have an opportunity to get players together, you're going to do it. You're going to do it just because you want to get, like you said, team bonding going here. So the way I – I mean, there's no question the inability to be able to bring anybody into this place. And by the way, you know what gets me? I hear people go like this, and they bring this up. So you're going to bring in Calvin Ben Simmons Ridley to the um, to the Eagles, and you're going to bring a dude like that in, and you're going to call that, well, we made a move to potentially bring in a guy – who has the same attitude as Ben Simmons, and you think that's going to help uh, Jalen Hurts, when you got a snowflake like that that says, yeah, you know, man, I didn't get my contract. So let me go over here and kick the can in the corner. And I don't want to play. I mean, <laughs> what a worm. I mean, what a worm. You have 1,300 yards a couple years ago. No wonder he's from Bama.
0: <laughs>
2: Bro. Ah, yes, sir, baby.
3: We're at the point right now where I think everyone's seeing exactly what it, – because it's, 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 it's laid out. Do you it's agree with out. me, Barrett, that they're building the team around his contract, not him? Oh, Of course. When you don't have a quarterback that you're paying into their second year, the big money contract, you have the time to do a lot more. You can sign a lot more players. You can put things in place so when you do get your quarterback. And that quarterback might – it still might be Jalen. Jalen might come out the gates and play and ball no out way. and become. I'm, no I'm just, way. They there's don't always an opportunity. That style. Well, I mean, but he can change. Like, so you I, think first, he I, could be Donovan McNabb? Yes, and that's the that was exactly what I was about to say. I think he can be Mac. I really think that he can be Donovan McNabb. He he can. And, and Donovan McNabb, you say what you want to say. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. Donovan played his ass off, and I absolutely. really think that Jalen. I mean, he has the blueprint for it. You know, don't think he's not talking to other players. He sees everything and, and heard, hears everything that's being said. You know what I'm saying? He understands that he has the mountain against him. But you know, you know, in, in my fraternity, you know what I'm saying? We got a thing, you know, it, where you know we are the few. You know what I'm saying? We're you know it, it, it's, it's members versus men. You know we Omega. are. Yeah, I'm gonna make it, and he's gonna make it. He understands that when the clouds about you, everything looks grim. Don't let your nerves desert you keep yourself in fighting for trim. That's what he's thinking right now. You know what I'm saying? You got to follow through. You got to see it through. It's a poem called See It Through. Everybody can look it up. See it through. That's what he's thinking. He's out there thinking right now, look up, see it through. When you look that up, you'll see exactly what's on his mind and how he's approaching this season. You know, I mean, everything seems grim around him, but not him. (laughs) He's laughing. He's out there bawling right now because he knows that he belongs in this league. And because he belongs in this league, he's going to show everybody else. He's done it for years. He's done it his whole career. You know what I'm saying? I just believe that he could be, you know, right up there as a, you know, Donovan McNabb, at least a Dak Prescott. I believe he could be better than a Dak Prescott because a Dak had so many weapons around him, it helped him. He threw for 40, Barrett, he threw for
2: 4,900 yards one year.
3: Oh, look what he had around him. When you have Zeke back there in the backfield, that offensive line, you run play action all day. Everybody's going to be running free because you can't go out there and play coverage when you have a running back in an offensive line like that. And he beat, and they ran an offense that was suited towards them running play action. It's like pick your poison. And a lot of people pick wrong. That's why he had a lot of deep passes thrown uh, during that year. I mean, guys were running scot free because you had a sa- no safety over the top. You had one safety over the top, and you had two blazing receivers out there. That was the perfect mix of what you needed to be- have, man. Perfect mix.
2: Let me show you this. So, say he has the same year that he had this past season. Say he make the playoffs in they nine and eight. Do you do you that's believe not enough. that's not good enough? That's not. It's not enough. That's right. It, if he plays, if he even makes the Pro Bowl and goes nine and eight and they have the same style, there's no way he's a starting quarterback in 2023. No way. And Even,
3: even if they make the playoffs right? and they go nine and eight, it's still not enough for the Eagles organization to go forward with them.
2: Absolutely. He's so. got to
3: go above and beyond. He's got to play. Um, he's got to play at a at a at a level that you know at least double digit wins, you know. What I'm saying the offense and 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 the offense better be ranked at least in the top twelve in the league. The passing game has to yeah. be ranked.
2: If he goes for forty two hundred yards and twenty six passing touchdowns, there's a shot.
3: Yes, I think he stays then. Uh, yes, if I think he's he stays in that
2: forty two to forty five hundred passing. Yardage category over twenty five touchdowns, touchdown. and yep. they're double digit. Yep. Jalen Hurts has got a great chance of being the starting quarterback here for the next five or seven years. Okay, and if he doesn't see, this is where how and by the way, how we playing him. Say he falls short of that, and he throws for thirty nine hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, seven hundred fifty yards rushing. Let's just put that out there. He's increased his value of a second round draft choice. Yep. into being a low first, even though that's not the style of play he wants, he could always go like this. The guy's a winner. The guy's, as we see, he's. you're going to get a first round. If you get first round asking prices for Jimmy Garoppolo and Jalen in two years has a winning record, look at that, for instance. I mean, Barrett, I, I know it's because of injury history, but they're going to move Garoppolo with a 36-16 and 16 record. You can move, a guy like Jalen Hurts with an 18 and 17 record. Yep. Okay. You're going to move him like that. If you feel you can upgrade that position. And then you look either at a guy in the draft or you look at a potential guy that maybe wants a new zip code. And you go, I've got Burks and I'm picking a kid from Arizona from Arkansas. You've got Devontae Smith. You got Dallas Goddard and you got one of the best O lines in the national football league. I don't know how you don't go like this. It's a selling point for potential quarterbacks, and you determine whether or not Nick Sirianni is the coach moving forward on being able to move the chains through the air. Nick wants a passing quarterback,
4: yeah, but he
2: it. is like Brian Dable Barrett. Brian Dable has given Daniel Dines Jones to try to turn around in a year.
4: That was part <laughs> of the
2: that was part of the job requirement. He he already knows he sucks. But he's got to go in there, and he's got to try. Watch this. Here's what the flaw in the Giants are. So a year's going to be wasted kicking this guy around and figuring out after game four he sucks. And Dable's going to go through that whole first year. Then he's going to have to draft another guy, and he'll be fired in year three because of that whole decision on Daniel Jones unless you get a free agent quarterback or you make a trade. The Giants are firing Brian Dable in three years because of the shit decision to try to work with daniel jones they should have moved off his ass and they should have brought either someone in or someone lesser going to draft and draft a kid they should have cut their ties new england does this barrett better than anybody they make the tough cuts they'll move the guy they're not going to sit around falling in love with anybody. They fall in like with people. How he falls in love like Jerry Jones does with his draft choices. <laughs> they fall, he falls in love with it. Well, I mean. That's I'll my say guy. This. Who cares, Derek
3: Barnett? Well, but I'll say this, though. I don't think that it, it, it's, it's not the same. The way they're looking at the Daniel Jones is not the same way they're looking at Hurts. No. They truly believe that Hurts can be a player. They think that he can be a player. They're not but acting just, like it. But they're just not – But they, they, they like Jalen Hurst's skill set. Yes. They like his ability to play. I agree. But they just don't see that type of offense in Philadelphia. Right. They don't want that type of offense in Philadelphia. The owner wants and – and the GM wants to be out and, and be a passing offense. They see all these teams like the Bengals. They see the Chargers. They want that type of quarterback you know, in their fold. So it, it, it really kills – a guy like Jan Hurst who can really play. And if you really invest in his skill set, invest in him, he could become a way better player than they're giving him credit for. But they just don't. They decide not to because they don't want that type of offense here in Philadelphia. Instead of wanting to win. And that's what I'm i am a firm believer. I, I don't care what you do just as long as you do it right. You know, I played for Russ Graham. Russ Graham said, I don't care how you get the job done. Just get it done. You know what I'm saying? don't Don't hurt us. Make sure the play works, get the job done, and I will ride with you all day. I had a coach uh, we call him Mouse. He was with the, we were with the Giants. Mouse was with the Giants. He I man you can take a guy, drive him 10 yards down the field, dump him on his head, and, and 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 pancake block him, and if you didn't use his technique, he counted as a minus. And then you go out there, you do his technique, you get your ass whooped, and it'll count as a plus just because you use his technique. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, 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 the best thing I've seen in my life. Or coaching. Well, I mean that's what that was him, and and that's just what he. Because he coached Anthony Munoz, he was Anthony Munoz's coach, and I mean, people have different body types, you know. never everybody looks like an Anthony Munoz. Not everybody can play like Anthony Munoz. But he wanted to do that duck walking and all that stuff, and that's how he wanted to coach. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. But in the midst of that. You're getting crushed. You're getting torn to shreds, but you're using his technique. I don't fit well in those type of systems. I fit well in a system that, hey, let me go out there and play. I'll give you the proven results, and we can go forward. That's the way the Eagles should be approaching this. Get the proven results. Get the wins. Get the Ws. If this kid can go out there and get the Ws, if he wins 10 games, he only throws for 3,500 yards, and he only has 21 touchdowns, but they win double-digit games. The proof is in the pudding. The results is what this needs to be. The result is a results-driven league. And, that, and at this point, I don't think they're looking at it like that. They're looking at, I want a shiny new toy like the Chargers got and like, like the, the Bengals got.
2: How about this, Barrett? Do you think this current offensive system has, has been to the detriment of Jalen Rager? No. No. It doesn't – Wait, how can you say that when no, they haven't had a 1,000-yard wide receiver since Jeremy Macklin? And last year, they struggled on getting the ball to Devontae Smith. Now, look, I'm with you. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to get everybody better, how they're going to improve. And if you can't – and you know this, Barrett. If you can't improve the worst guy in your group setting and you can't get him better, okay, and you look at the results where you don't have thousand yard receivers, you don't have a hundred catch guy. When's the last time the Eagles had a hundred catch guy?
3: Back there, like round Mac, you know. I mean, they had no, they they had um Zach Ertz was wide receiver. Like a
2: When's the last time they had a wide receiver have a hundred catch or have they ever?
3: Well, I mean they had a, a couple guys, you know, Mac was a hundred catch guy. Uh dang. Um I know Irv, when I played, um, Irvin Fryer was a 100-catch guy. Uh, Irvin okay. Fryer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being realistic, man. I'm just being honest. Irvin um,
2: Fryer. Look at these you mean, names you're talking about. You're talking about 20-T.O.? Did T.O. have a 100-catch season? I think he did. I, I, he was close
3: to it. I was close to it. But uh, let me ask you a question, though. Um, is Jalen Rager hampered by Hurts' play? Yeah, I would I would say because that. Because Devontae is too. I would say that. But I couldn't give her I, mean, I regular that much credit because Okay. You got to look at special teams also. He yep. did squat and special teams also. And is so after. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I've seen opportunities when he had the opportunity to go out there and make a big play and he bumbled it. You know, he he, he dropped the pass. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the, uh, balls get delivered to him and and he just drop them or you know, he just not be where he's supposed to be at, you know? I mean, it could be the same way. I mean, is Hurts hampered by a guy like that? Yes, he's also hampered by – he is hampered by receivers that don't know what they're doing, how to do it, and where to be. You know, if you're running an offense, you're trying to go on your second or third read, and, and you got a deep end or, or, or a slant, and, and the guy doesn't run the slant. Instead, he runs a, a hook or something like that because he doesn't know what's going on. That hampers you as a quarterback because now – you know, you you go on and you did your right read and you know where you're supposed to go with the ball, and all of a sudden you gotta improvise, now you're running. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything goes hand in hand, but I well, don't see Jay- you can hand the ball off to Jalen Rager and he still is not gonna do anything with it. And that's my problem. You know, they tried everything on everything on, on in the playbook to try to make Jalen Rager a player. Everything they tried I agree. handed it to
2: him, they tried special teams, they tried everything, he just didn't get it. Hey, for the record, people are saying the Eagles have never had a 100 catch guy. Wide what? receiver. Ever. Come on, man.
3: Irvin Friday to have 100 catches. I got to look this up now. I got to <laughs> look at this. I mean, right. they may be right. Out.
2: Let's, let's take a timeout. I'm saying I, I don't remember Eagle guy ever having 100 catches. I'm talking wide receiver, not tight end. Wide receiver. Barrett's doing his homework here. He's Barrett Brooks, up am Dan here on the middle, back in three.
5: Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little.
6: I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
8: Of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia Bank.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want, or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: <laughs> Barrett Brooks dance <laughs> dance so Here on the middle, by the way, this just then. So so I just got a call from Xander. Dude, I didn't I didn't like hurt your feelings. I mean, do I come off like a worm like that? Will you shut up, man? Holy cow, Xander. Xander goes, Is your feelings hurt? I'm like, since when does anybody in Philadelphia care about Big Sills's feelings? Go ahead. Barrett, I I want you to give me the bad news. (laughs) Bro, I I I...
3: It wasn't enough time to the break, man. I didn't have enough time to break. I
2: feel shitty now bringing this up because, dude, I've got the list in front of me. You want to do it? Go ahead. No, I, I mean I can't. I, I, Zach a tight end. Yes, that's And the it. second guy's a running back. Brian Westbrook. B West. Then another, then another Ertz at eighty-eight. Your top three seasons are tight end, running back. Then you got Irvin Fryer at 88. He did it twice. 80 no, 88 and 86. Then Macklin 85. The Philadelphia Eagles have never had a 100 catch guy in the team's history
3: in the wide receiver position.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, I looked at Zackers had 116 one year and that was it. There's I mean, I went through everywhere. I didn't have enough time to look. That's that's what I, I I'm going to take it like that. I didn't have enough time to look okay. up. Okay. <laughs>
2: you know this is ridiculous i didn't know that i did did not realize that so think uh, about this you've had one quarterback throw for four four grand and you've had a scenario where no wide receiver in the history of the team has had a hundred catches and all of a sudden now we're gonna give jalen zach Pascal. that's why they're there with that kind of stuff because they've always been that way like you said yesterday Bringing T.O. in, that must have been a bombshell, bringing that dude into Philly. Because guys like that don't come to Philly. It wasn't so much as bringing – get this. Philly needed T.O. more than T.O. needed Philly. Yeah. <laughs> because they've never had a 100-catch guy. And that's an explosive – what. He, and, and someone's going to go, well, what about D-Jax? D-Jax? is one-dimensional, dude. He's a guy that takes the top off your defense. He's not a route runner. He's not going to put up, like, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers. He's not doing any of that. And now, all of a sudden, you got a quarterback who's, so, like, when you're Jalen Rager, I'm telling you, Barrett, you know this as well as I do. Jalen Rager say he gets cut or he gets moved. They're going to go like this. It's a shitty Eagle system. Always has been. Right, even even,
3: even To didn't have a hundred yards. He had twelve hundred yards receiving, but he only has seventy seven
2: catches. He yeah, that's like eighteen games. yards a catch, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean To's average probably was like a hundred and some odd yards a game. I mean, but
3: but there's still, I mean, at the end of the day, there's still a successful franchise, and and
2: oh yes, no and, no, and, no no. And, but what they want to be is not who they are.
3: Yeah, well, and and that that's that's damning to what, you know, the owner and and you know the the GM. It's you know, what the, you
2: were talking about. The fantasy,
3: you know, it's, it's like they're living in a fantasy. It, it was it,
2: what you were talking about. I don't. When you were saying I don't care how right, do you exactly. get across the finish line, exactly. They do. When you have meetings with Doug Peterson on Tuesdays, how come you beat Green Bay 17-14? 17-14? Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You yeah,
3: know, my mom used to tell all the time, hey, come hook a crook. You better get that grade. So, get
2: you yeah. <laughs> win. Excuse me, no. Aunt Betty. Excuse me for dropping the F-bomb there.
3: Bro, I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous, man, because, I, you know, is it results, a results-driven league. If you can make it to the playoffs and you run the rock, you can win a Super Bowl with, you know, with being able to do this and this, do it, or do that. It doesn't matter as long as it gets done. If you can have you can have a, a Trent Dilfer at quarterback, and if he goes and he executes this offense the way it's supposed to be run, you don't worry about anything. And he has mastered that that being just a game manager. That the defense took over and they won a Super Bowl. Sometimes it's more than just scoring offense that win. A lot of the times, the scoring offenses don't win more than the
2: defenses that shut them offenses down. Get, to, to your point, Barrett, guy throws for 430 yards. How many times have you seen that team lose that ball game? But when you see a team run the ball for 200 yards, man, the chances of you losing that game are like 1% that exactly. you'll lose that game exactly. when you blow a team out running the ball.
4: Yeah, but I for mean- some
2: reason, this management group wants to be now, – now look, Jaw said something though yesterday, and – Barrett, he's like this. Look, today's rules. The Eagles are not taking advantage of today's rules. You know, running the ball, we did that in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. That's not... We use the run game to set up play-action pass. You know, it's not the volume of run plays anymore, Barrett. Barrett. When you look at the way Brady runs the team, it's not about volume anymore. If you get enough five or seven yard plays. You have to keep a defense honest with that. Yep. And with a quarterback like Brady, Brady can run the ball 17, 18 times, Barrett. He doesn't have to run it 38 times because if they get just enough, that's why they got Leonard Fournette back too. If you get just enough 10 or 15 yard, big plays, explosion plays one play, 15 yards, another play, 10 yards. That's good enough for some of these elite quarterbacks to keep defenses honest. And so that they could throw the pill down the field, that's what they use the run game for. That's why the running back position—it's not that it's diminished, but if you want to look at how you and I look at the game, well, let's take a look at the salaries. Okay, <laughs> the 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 franchise tag for a, run, a running back is fourteen million. A franchise tag for a wide receiver is eighteen seven. They look at that position completely different. You don't see running backs getting twenty six million dollars a year deals, twenty five nope, million dollars. You're never going to see that because it's not about the Eagles have high volume running plays. Would you agree? Yep. Yep. They don't want that.
3: You and you you control them the clock, and when you have a defense, the, the defense that they had, it's um, it is it, it, is is it's more conducive to to have you run the ball like that because they're not good enough to go out there and stop a team three and out all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it, it behooves you to do that because, you know, keeps that defense off the field. You don't have the dominant defense like they had with, you know, the Ravens back in the day, you know, or, or what, what, what the Rams had this year, you don't have that type of dominant defense. You need to keep the opponent's offense off the field, keep your defense off the field and have time of possession, you know, win the game for you. It's the little things that you know that they're not looking at. I mean, a lot of these teams that score a lot of points have terrible defense because
2: they invested in the offense so much. That's right. You know? it, and you know what? Jaws was like this. He goes, I would run my offense like an arena league team. He goes, wow. I, would, I would never run the ball. He said it. I was like stunned when he goes, I go, then Jaws. Okay, well, the Eagles run the ball 38 times a game. He goes, well, they want to throw the ball. I know that. They want to throw the ball. And so you're not taking advantage. He goes, Dan, the rule changes in the game today. How are the Eagles taking advantage of the way the game? I mean, Barrett, you throw a football down the field nowadays, it's an 80% chance you're going to get pass interference. Yep. Just because you can't touch the guy. And the Eagles don't have any of those kind of players, nor do they have a quarterback that can, if you're officiating a game, Jalen Hurts is throwing down the field, and you know that this guy's got zero accuracy, throwing deep, deep balls, okay? You're not going to give him the benefit. You're giving Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers the benefit, especially when you have Devontae Adams or you have guys out there like DeAndre Hopkins that are professional wideouts. The Eagles don't have professional wideouts right now. They got a kid who could be, and they got a guy who, I don't know, maybe is, I don't know. I mean, and Quez Watkins, Quez is still trying to make teams. When you're still in the position as an NFL player where you're still trying to make a team, you're not a pro yet. Right,
3: right, right.
2: You're not a pro yet. Guys, like, compare it, When you're in your fifth year, you're a pro. You're you, you, a pro, and the organization knows you're a pro. Okay? When you're a guy like Quez Watkins, he goes, hey, man, this is my second year. Average NFL career is three years. Okay? Hey, you know, I got to get my shit together here. I'm still trying to grab a life preserver. That's where he is in the room. And Devontae Smith is trying to figure out how to help Jalen Hurts more on being able to help him. Well, the only way you help him is constant practice. You two guys need to get out there. Instead of hearing what the organization wants to do, not having OTAs. Look, look at this, Barrett. Not having the OTAs. About that? Not having about the OTAs. That? Not bringing in a, a, a veteran wideout. How... And, and that never having a hundred catch receiver, having only one four thousand yard passer, where 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 is this? Where is this business plan that you dream about, talk about, but never execute it? Where where is this?
3: Well, that's the problem right there. They don't have that, and they have the grand you know these all these grand ideas on what they want to be, but they're not effectively going out there and executing the plan to get those type of players. I mean. Like it or not, if you wanted that type of offense, then why would you draft the Jalen Hurts? That doesn't make sense to me. So evidently, evidently, they're not going out executing the game plan they want to execute. If you you wanted that type of passer, but hold on. If you wanted that type of passer, then why not draft that type of passer? You went out there and drafted Jalen Hurts. You knew he wasn't that type of passer, but you drafted him. Why draft him? I mean, that's, that's that to me, it's kind of effed up that you you really put yourself in a position where now you're leaning on this guy and you brought
2: the guy in. That doesn't make sense to me. Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts was brought in, in my opinion, as a seatbelt for, for Carson Wentz. And now, but I agree, the style doesn't fit if you want to get the ball down the field. And you know what? I wanted to make this point to you. I don't have a problem with the way the Eagles won ball games last right, year. Right, Exactly. I mean, I'm good with it because, like you told me, and we were talking a couple weeks ago, you said, "Dan, what's it like when a team runs the ball for 200 yards on you?" And you know, my word is helpless, right? (laughs) Okay, I can, I can still win a ball. Watch this. You throw the ball for three. You throw the ball for 400 yards. I get a critical sack late in the game, and I get the ball back, kick a field goal. I can beat that team. But when you're running the ball and you're running the time off the clock, and you got field position, and This is a game of field position. Yep. Okay? When you own field position, the only way to own field position, Barrett, is to run the rock and get in the red zone and run the bitch. That's how you win ball games. I don't – so everyone knows, I don't have a problem with the way the Eagles won last year. But that's not today's NFL, dude. It's just not today's NFL. And the Eagles are 20 years behind. In today's NFL, Here, think about where they are now. The Philadelphia Eagle offense is 20 years behind the league today. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, but, I
3: mean, you have to look at this, though. It, it started off, was it Don Correale or Correale or wherever his name was? Yeah,
2: Don Correale with the uh, San Diego
3: Chargers. With that passing game. Yeah, And that was, that was like the new and improved, and then you had to spread offense with – with uh very with, good knowledge with Bill Walsh, with Bill Walsh. And then, you know, I mean, I mean, that, that was West Coast. And then you, they started with Atlanta with that. Um, what's his name? Um Mouse what, Davis. So those guys started the passing game when everybody was running the ball and everybody's defense was equipped to stop the run. That's why he had the big linebackers, you know, those big imposing linebackers. Well, then once things started changing, everybody started throwing the ball. Now you changed how defenses were. So they became smaller linebackers, smaller defensive players up, even the smaller defensive players up front. I can remember, you know, like Jerry Ball and those guys being the defensive lineman that I had to block. And then, you know, after that, you know, once they start passing, and then guys like, you know, Derek Thomas starts showing up, you know, to rush the pass from the outside. It's an evolution of the game. The game is always evolving. And I think the Eagles are right on the cusp of going back into that, 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 that that run game that, you know, a lot of teams are starting to implement, you know, not just the Ravens, but, you know, a lot of teams are starting to run the ball more because you can't stop them because the defensive linemen and linebackers are so small, they can't stop it. So it's always shifting is if you are out there, if you can go out there and you can change with the, with the times, you know, then you become a better team. You know, I remember back when, when, um when, when, you know, the Patriots went with that two tight end. You know, when they had, you know, Gronk and the other kid. Hernandez. You know, and nobody could stop that because, you know, Amazing. they weren't equipped to do it. So, I mean, it's, it's everything's always evolving. And understand what Jaws is saying. They want to pass the ball. But it's, to me, it's just not conducive for the
2: Eagles to win, especially with the personnel that they have. That's right. Right now, that's why he's changing the personnel around. Jeremiah had a good comment. The Eagles look like a, a, an Army team. That just runs the triple option. All day. <laughs> <laughs> they look like the army knights, man, when they're playing yeah, or Air Force. Right there, man. That's hilarious, man. Because that's kind of exactly um what exactly it is. But you're right, Barrett. I mean, they they have this is okay. This is why when you look at what they want to do and who they are, you got a great old line. They lean on the great old line. That's where all the money is. Isn't it funny? That's where all the money is too. All the money's in the line. It's not at your perimeter. Yep, yep. yep. Okay, it's in the old line. That's why you—they must have went like this last year, Barrett. Shit, man, we're two and five. Holy cow! This is what do we do? Well, why don't we just run the ball then? So they—they they just ran the ball, <laughs> and they—they they look like the old Oklahoma teams running the. Like the triple option and running like the wishbone. They were running the wishbone with a quarterback who was getting out in the perimeter and he was throwing punts down well, look the at field.
3: Exactly. Well, look at this. I um, you know, when they were right at that, you know, two and five thing, I said, you know what? They're just too predictable. You know, why don't they line Jalen Hurts up underneath center and uh run a little play action or something like that? I mean, that's the only way they're gonna get these defenses to to to, to you know, stop defending this read option that they're trying to run this 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 rpos that they're trying to run and i started i started screaming it come on put them on the center they put them on the center in the in the raiders game and the first two you know series it was working but then you know miles sanders got hurt so it changed everything up but then the next game against detroit they started running the rock it's not until they start realizing that all right we just don't have it out on the perimeter to pass to that we have to change everything up. And that's what happened. They started to change everything up when they started going underneath center they started running the ball. You know, it, it threw teams for a loop. But best believe these defensive coordinators, they change, you know, they can, they can, they've got the game plan on, on Hurts. You know, they're going to do things differently than they did last year. So Hurts needs to change his game up also. But this coaching staff needs to understand that they have to... You know, they have to welcome some of the stuff that, you know, the, this, that Hurts is going to do. And the only way that they can make him a better player is by giving him better tools. And they're not giving him better tools. This team is stagnant right now on what they're doing. I mean, I, they, they've exhausted. They haven't exhausted anything in free agency besides the two linebackers. Free agency, they just totally whiffed on it because now all the premier players are gone. So that's out of the question. Now, there are no more premier pre- players. And they're not going to trade for A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf. So that's out of the equation. How now do they get better? Just through the draft. That's the only way that they can get better on the outside. But when you're going into the draft, you're not giving that that, that proven commodity to this young quarterback. You're guessing that you're giving them somebody. You know, at this point, who would you say is the best receiver in this draft? Who's your
2: kid? I like him over London. Traylon Burks? I think the kid, London, is a good player from Southern Cal. Oh, yes. He's six foot five, 220 pounds. And he played really well during a train wreck season last year for Southern Cal when they blew out their coach. I think that kid is pretty good, too. And I'm going to, I'll have to say this, too. Okay. All right, Bama Honk. Uh, Jamison Williams, here's why. The majority of these Bama wideouts pan out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they do pan out. I mean, the elite wide receivers in today's high schools, you're going to LSU or you're going to Ohio State or you're going to Bama. Those are the three places, Barrett, yep. that you go to if you're an elite wideout, okay? These guys are producing these, these wide – I would say even A&M is starting to get into that conversation with Dumbo Fisher down – they're at College Station. I hate that guy, but I, I, the guy the average is seven wins a year, and he makes eight million dollars. And he left Florida State in the shape that he did. Like, hey, well, we got we got some players out of here, College Station out of here. What a Dumbo, Dumbo Fisher. That's his name for me. <laughs> I'm
3: gonna tell you this though. I, I mean, I, I I hate to I hate to do it to myself, man, but um. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got to go with, with with Xander, man. I think Williams is by far the best wide receiver in this draft, even better than Garrett. You know, Garrett up in um, Garrett Wilson up in um, in Ohio State. I think he's, he'll be the most polished. Even they don't block, even though he's hurt. Well, we're talking
2: about you know, neither does Chase. Okay, <laughs> okay, well, wait. That means then the Eagles have to get away from thirty-eight carries a game. Well.
3: It doesn't matter if you want a passing offense and you want you want it. You want somebody opposite of Smith that can go out there and Debo people and, and you can you can throw it up there and he'll go get it. Then you get a player like Williams. Williams will be will be back. He'll play the first game. That's almost guaranteed. You see if you see his workouts now, he will be back beginning of the season and he will show out. He's going to be the new Jamar Chase. Guaranteed. Watch the numbers this kid put up, whether he's in an eagle green uniform or he's, you know, playing somewhere else. He will be the best wide receiver in this draft. Put your money on it.
2: So put you your money think that if you put Jamison Williams on the Philadelphia Eagles, I say it helps Devontae Smith more.
3: It mm-hmm. helps Devontae Smith more. It'll help Jalen Hurts more. It'll help that running game more. Because now you have to pick your poison. Now, okay, then you're going to leave that – he's going to be young and just, just starting off. Smith will be young just starting off. But these guys have that ability to create separation from DBs. They're always open. And when you're always open, you help your quarterback because it gives you more of a deliverable ball. That's why it was so easy for, for Smith, for him to target Smith in that last game against Dallas. The kid gets open. All you have to do is go to him. But they just never targeted them. They ran the ball a lot. So that would open up this this offense because now you don't have any choice because you have two guys on the outside that you have to defend. Now you have to pull that defender out of the box. Now you can hand the ball off to the running back. It's, I mean, it's a... It's a it's it's, it's it's the perfect compliment, you know. Even though it's two Bama guys, you know, I'm not looking at. I, Bama. Right now,
2: that's what I'm doing. I'm throwing up in my mouth. Right, right, right. Because I know that Xander's <laughs> probably going to be like in cream heaven, and I'm throwing right, right. up in my mouth here. <laughs> the two Bama guys, like on the Eagles. But I was watching yeah, film. Barry- I was
3: watching. I was watching film, dog, for the past two days on the wide receiver, just because you know I was pushed into this. Because by the I knew way, that that,
2: that link you sent me was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> With all the draft picks and stuff. Yep. Oh, yep, without a doubt. Yep, yep. But um when you look at, you know, what you want, everybody wants a Jamar Chase. Everybody wants it. And he's the closest thing to a chase that I that we'll probably see this year. Watch what I tell you. He'll he'll be that work, man. I just watch a film on him. And I mean I, I'm watching him doing, you know, I'm watching him Debo the georgia defense i mean he was killing them they but you're making them. it sound like they have a
2: quarterback that can find them well i
3: mean you, you, you'll be able to find him because he creates separation that's what makes these guys so polished they're polished because they're, they're they're elite route runners now you look at ohio state those guys those guys are just fast and you know they they can, they're they run you know pretty good routes also but the difference in, in in those two guys, when you look at Wilson, you look at uh, Williams, is their route running. This kid can run routes, man. He creates separation. I mean, just little things. You know, I was watching him um breaking down some plays when um he, he ran a comeback. But when he's running that comeback, he ran it the way NFL uh, wide receivers run it. He looked at the um, he looked at the DB, ran up on him, closed the cu- the cushion on him so fast. And when he closed that cushion on him. He got the guy to go into a backpedal. As soon as he turned to the backpedal, he came back for the ball, caught it with his hands away from his body, you know, and, and that's what you want. Most guys, they do that, they want to avoid the, um, avoid the DB instead of run up on his hole. You need to run up on his toes. Make him react. Make him do something, and then you come for the comeback. A lot
2: of these young receivers don't do that. Well, Barrett, I think this EM guy has a good – you think Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase – would have had the success if they would have been drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. When I give you the history of the Eagles not having success at the wide receiver position,
3: <laughs> bro, that's 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 just more concrete. You know, I, I can't I can't evade facts. I mean, those are facts that um that I, I mean, if you put if if they would have if they would have went out and, and instead of drafting um Rager, and they and they did pick that kid up. I, I, Jefferson, Jefferson would have made his hey. He still would have been one of those type of players
2: that you couldn't resist throwing the ball. Remember through. what I told you though about Kirk Cousins. In his ten years, he's got he's got six four thousand yard passing seasons. The Eagles yes. have one in their history. Yes. Okay. Now would Jefferson have been in Philly with Carson Wentz?
3: I think so. I think Carson would have gotten the ball to him. I I I really think that. You know, um we're trying to think of um Look at the receivers that Carson had. He had some pretty good ones. Well, no, he didn't. He had average at best. Come oh,
2: man, <laughs> Nelson
3: Aguilar. You know what I mean? Uh, Matthews, uh,
2: Alshon.
3: Well, yeah, he had Alshon. But I broke I, a I,
2: nail. I can't play.
3: <laughs> his biggest weapon was his tight end, though. You know, he had Zach Ertz. He 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 could he could go to his weapon at all times, and that's 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 what. That's what you need, man. You want a guy like that that you can always go in, And and, and that's what what Ertz did. Ertz would manipulate the defense uh, and and make him, you know, he would get open just because he was great at knowing what they were trying to do to him and making him do the opposite. You know, that's what makes Ertz, you know, that's why he just signed a new deal with with Arizona. He was that good. He was that good.
2: Let's take a timeout as – Barrett could take a look at some of the statistics on wide receivers for the Eagles again. I'm sorry (laughs) I brought that up. I mean, I know. I think people were stunned that when I brought that up and made – because, Barrett, you were right. I don't have a problem with the way the team won last year. It's funny that the Eagles have a problem. They want to have a sexier way to win. I want to hit on that in hour number two. Please hit the like button. Hey, what would you guys say
3: from, from the Raiders? Your boy from the Raiders. What he said before he passed away. The owner just
2: win, baby. <laughs> That's all it is, man. <laughs> the quarterback is going down, and he's going down hard. <laughs> Back in three
0: minutes. <laughs>
5: Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little.
6: I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call
5: 215-458-2222.
8: field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
4: go for the midnight dares go for the memories go for the view it goes on forever go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink go to bed whenever you want or don't Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: Barrett Brooks, Dan Silio, the middle. So the Lakers aren't making the postseason this year. It's the second time <laughs> in LaFraud's uh, career out in Los Angeles with the sorry-ass Lakers.
3: I, I you can't count LaFraud, man. He's, he's the second-best player. Well, the third-best player to ever play, bro. Third? Yeah, third. Third.
2: Who do you put as one and two? The first uh, time I heard this.
3: I mean, Jordan has to be number one. I mean, he has to be number one. And second? then uh you would have to go with Kareem. I agree. Two. Kareem number two, then LeBron.
2: Agreed. I think so, that's like, right. I that's, would say top. I'd say Magic Johnson's four. Yeah. Okay. Well, I
3: know mean, you know what I I, I would go. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the center from uh, Philly went to went, he went to the Lakers. Also
2: went,
3: no, not Malone. Um, Shaq. old school. Scored 100 points in a game. What was his name? Uh, Chamberlain. Yeah, Wilt. I would go Wilt. I'm gonna go Wilt next.
2: Oh, let me see. Let me write this bitch down here. Hang on for a second here. One, two, three. Barrett Brooks is top five NBA players. You got MJ. Yep. You have LeBron, LBJ. Three. He's three. Oh, he's three. That's right. Uh Kareem. Kareem's two. LBJ's three. Right. Four's magic?
3: Or fours wilt? fours Wilt, then Magic.
2: That's a hell of a list. I'm good with that list.
3: <laughs> you you would have you
2: would have a Magic Magic 3. Um yeah. I think Magic Johnson revolutionized the guard position at 69. Nobody played until Magic showed up and I'll I'll throw this at you. Had Kareem didn't win shit until um Kareem didn't win anything until uh, Magic Johnson showed up to um Los Angeles. And I'll say this to you here, Bert. Check it out. In a four-year span with Magic Johnson, Johnson won two high school state championships. In '79, he beat Bird in the most televised national championship finals in St. Louis when they beat that Indiana State team. Yep. Then, as a 20-year-old rookie, he takes over for Jabbar at the pivot and goes down on the box and gets 44, 14, and eight. <laughs> and is the most valuable player, and he's twenty. So in that time frame, he won a state championship in high school. He won the national championship in college basketball at Michigan State, and he beat the Sixers in the NBA Finals in Game Six at um, at the he he beat them and so at the Spectrum. Okay, I mean he dropped that forty four and fourteen and eight at the Spectrum in Game Six. And he took over when Kareem got hurt in game five. Wow. So, I mean, can you tell me another guy who's burst on the scene in the NBA that had the same success as Magic Johnson? You'd be hard-pressed to show me another 20-year-old like Magic Johnson.
3: No question. No question about that. No question.
2: Russell, I don't put – Russell was 6'9". Bill Russell's the greatest champion, team sport champion in American sports history. But – and today it when you're Wilt destroyed him. You know, the thing you'll never see with Wilt and how I, I to me it always it always bugs me too when they go all oh, the greatest scorers of all time. Man, Wilt scored fifty and twenty-five in one eighty one game season. Can you <laughs> bear it? He went fifty and twenty five with the Sixers. Fifty and twenty five. Fifty on, man. and twenty five. That's,
3: that's three players. That's a three player stats.
2: Three. 50 and 25, man. You'll never see that box line. He had 44 and 25. He had 47 and 25. And then when the Sixers won the title in 67, he goes like this. Well, I got to be more of an assist guy. He leads the NBA in assist. When the Sixers (laughs) won that championship in 67, you're like, okay, well, I mean, Dude, he was maybe the most versatile guy ever to play. He couldn't shoot his free throws like O'Neal. And that's what probably separates Kareem from Wilt is that you couldn't put Wilt on the line in late games. Like, you couldn't put Shaq in the games late. But you could put Kareem because Kareem was like an 88% free throw shooter. And plus with the sky hook, it's the most devastating shot in Basketball history because you couldn't defend it.
3: Yeah, it's almost it's it's un it's unblockable. You know what I mean? So, you look you look at um you look at that man. I mean, it's and then you know, will they say will he he, he well he says it. He says he said he benches like 400, 500 pounds. He said he ran a four uh a four three forty.
2: Yeah, but 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 he was he was a track star in Philly. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, he was like a high hurdle guy. So when you hear that. You're like this. I mean, yeah. And and by the way, Johnson, Kareem had already won a chip. Yeah, he won it with Oscar. He did not win a championship in Los Angeles, I said. He had not won a championship in Los Angeles. He won it in 71 with Milwaukee. And the reason they won it, because they went out and got Oscar Robertson from the Cincinnati Royals. And that's why they got a pivot or a point guy to help him win that championship. No, I said in L.A. he had never won. And actually, he missed the playoffs the year he won the MVP when he was in Los Angeles. And when Magic showed up, hey, look, I agree with Barrett on Kareem. Kareem is the greatest basketball player, resume-wise, of anybody. Because, Barrett, check this out. Three NCAA championships, three finals MVPs. I'm talking college. I think they... Lost maybe one or two games at UCLA. Then he goes to Milwaukee, and Giannis is now he, he's now revitalized the franchise. But when they were there, Oscar Robertson. This was in the seventies, the early seventies, when Kareem or Abdul Jabbar or Lew Alcindor went to um, went to Milwaukee, and then they made that five player trade with Los Angeles, and Kareem was throwing up all these points, thirty seven a night, fourteen boards, but they were going nowhere. When it came to winning championships, and then in 80, when they got Magic, showtime was created. You know, Paul Westhead was the head coach of that 80 team. And, hey, one of the great things of all time, how about this one? So Magic Johnson goes like this to Dr. Jerry Buzz. Hey, this ain't going to work. They had just beat the Sixers at the Spectrum. In the offseason, he goes, Paul Westhead, man, no way. No way. It's either him or me. Jerry Buss fired him, took Pat Riley out of the broadcast booth. Pat Riley was a broadcast guy. Put him on the bench. Rest is history. They win those four titles. That's that's the story of the Lakers. (laughs) Were you a Laker guy or or a um,
3: a Celtic guy? I I, I was actually a Piston guy.
2: You know what? I'm not going to lie to you, man. I always have liked... The Sixers. I'm gonna tell you why. My my favorite
3: team was actually my favorite team actually was the the Heat, man. You know, I'm talking about the Ronnie Sykley Heat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, guys yeah. like that.
2: <laughs> Dude, that guy looks exactly like Vinny Testaverdi. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, listen, when he when he played at Syracuse, and I believe I think Coleman was on that Syracuse team. I think Indiana beat him. Mm-hmm. Me and Testaverde went to the uh um, the Astrodome. Not the Astrodome, the, the Superdome, when they played the national title. I saw Ronnie Sykley Cycli- look. Me and Vinny, I go, this guy's your brother. He's your splitting image brother. I couldn't <laughs> believe he looked like Tesla Murdy, Ronnie Cygley. But the reason I liked the Sixers when I was a kid is because I followed Dr. J. And I was not a, never a Knicks fan. I was a Nets fan. And then when he went, and he, man, I couldn't believe he dropped 32, though. He didn't want to wear 32 when he got to Philly. I was like, damn, why wouldn't you wear 32, man? Because the same colors were kind of like what the ABA was. And when he got there, man, Dr. J was my dude, man. Growing up, I loved that guy, man. That big ass afro, slamming yeah. the basketball, <laughs> thirty eight at night, dude. I watched that. I loved that. Gliding J, through man. the air, too, man. Gliding through the air. Gliding through the air. Best slam. He's the best dunker. I don't care what they say in NBA history, man. Yeah. I, I I love, and that includes Jordan. Dr. <laughs> J, man, he was just. Okay, I'm fawning enough over him. All right. <laughs> now, see, you know. man, he complained to uh Barrett. Well, I mean, Barrett complains to Xander, you, know, you know, we don't talk about big bang, you know. We talk it all, all man. man. We talk it all, man. <laughs> we, we do, man. All right, Barrett. You good? hey man. Why do I sound like I am the person that has to point shit out to people?
3: Well, it's it's it's, it's not that. Uh, my glasses always have full. And I never I'm, a lot of the times, you know, you bring to the realization of, of, of facts that, you know, as Eagles fan, we don't want to know. We don't want to see. I, I didn't want to know that that uh, I've never had a 100 catch wide receiver, you know, through, you know, the entire time the Eagles have been in existence. I didn't want to know that we only had one 4000 yard passer in, in the existence. There has never been a 5000 yard passer in Philadelphia. I didn't want to know those type of facts. And when you when you bring those facts up, it's evident that even more so that it's a facade, a fantasy that, you know, the Eagles front office wants to, you know, go out and and, and emulate. But they don't I mean, they want to emulate a, a passing offense when they've never really had a real true passing offense. You know, look at the quarterbacks that they've had. You know, when I when I played here, I was drafted here, um, you know. Jaws had just handed the reins to, 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 to um Randall. And ever since then, it's been a mobile quarterback or a quarterback that can do um, um, essentially a quarterback that could run. I mean, I had Randall. From Randall, it went to, you know, you know, quarterback by committee until it went to Mac. Mac you know, and, you know, Vic. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's just been quarterbacks that were elusive you know then it went to wins Wince was another one of those guys that could be elusive um they never really had a stand in the you know stand in the huddle and um you know once he calls a play he's gonna sit there like a a tree and just pass the ball like that you know we haven't had a brady s type of player uh in the organization you look how many guys you know there were athletes that played quarterback here in
2: philadelphia it's a lot of them man it's a lot. Here, of- here it, 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 what what bugs me though is that since 2000, you've been the most successful team in the NFC East. I mean, you've won more games. You've been to two Super Bowls. You've won one. You've got two NFC championships. You've been to multiple conference title games. You've dominated the Cowboys. I get the Giants have won two Super Bowls in that time frame. I get it. Understood. But if you put the wins 14 since um, 2000, it it, it combined. Washington, Dallas, and New York, they don't have – they they have 14. Or maybe not even 14, I don't think it is. I think it's combined they don't even have it. I mean, so why in the – world? and if you're trying to go through a transition, I don't mind that because I'll tell you, here's an example. It's funny oh, well, me I'm and Xander were
3: talking we the stream is talking about oh you know they're talking about cole uh cobb and all those guys i'm talking about starters that started out the starters you know what i'm saying none of those guys were really stuff falls came those guys in are
2: bums yeah they not came
3: Foles. in they they came in
2: and and and, and relief you know relief i'm not situations. calling i'm not calling Foles a bum I'm, but the rest of them i mean even vick was it falls is like, not even starting quarterback
3: he's not a he's a guy that comes in relief and plays well for um short periods of time, not extended periods of time.
2: Yeah, you know, Vic was like a away. he was like a shot of adrenaline, right? Then right. it went away.
3: Right, right. And they then don't... it went
2: away. It was not really a long-lasting thing like McNabb. McNabb was a solidified, bona fide franchise quarterback.
3: How many games did Bradford start? Uh
2: Bradford. Are you kidding me? You're talking <laughs> to me about bombs? Here, Come but Xander and I were talking. About, look at what look at what Nick Saban did. For years, Bama and LSU run the ball three yards in a cloud of dust. They were just going to pound the shit out of you, and they were going to run the ball down your throat. That's how Nick, and he was going to play tough defense. Somewhere in that time frame, after Derrick Henry, he went like this to Sark and went, we got to spread this out. And all of a sudden Barrett they're recruiting all of these massive wide receivers and they're going and all of a sudden Bama's got a Heisman trophy winning quarterback. That's the first in team history. Okay. Your kid Bama has a Heisman trophy winning quarterback. You would never have had that under bear Bryant, never in a million years. You had good quarterbacks in the sixties with Namath Stabler, But once he got into the 80s, it was all running game. It was all defense. It was Cornelius Bennett and Derek Thomas kind of guys who were on those football teams. They made a transition. They did it. You know how they did it? They started recruiting guys that wanted to play spread. And you know what? They never missed a beat. They win a national championship. The next year, they're spreading shit out, and you're going, I think Jalen was probably part of that transformation – when it came to going from a ground and pound to being able to spread it out. And when Saban saw he couldn't read defenses, that's why the change went with Tua. Yep. It went with Tua because Tua could read and find all of these talented wide receivers. And Jalen was kind of caught in the old school run the ball RPO, whereas Tua dropped back accurate, more accurate. And he's able to read and these wide receivers in the SEC are getting open. Where I'm going, to, where I'm going with the NFL is with the Eagles. The Eagles want to try to do this, but the problem again comes down to this. It's like the chicken and the egg conversation. What do you get? What do you do first, Barrett? Do you get the wideouts first, or do you get the quarterback first?
3: Well, I'm thinking if you really want some success, you go out and you get the, the you know. You got to get the eggs, you know, to see what you have inside your um in the, inside your pen, anyways. You now you have a you have you have a a um a, a rooster in your pen that you don't know if he's you know good enough to be there or not. So what do you do? You got to at least go out and get some eggs that he could throw to, so, you know, so they can hatch and be somebody he can throw to. They don't have anything there, so you can't give an accurate assessment on what a guy is until you give him the weapons to go out there and throw to guys. You know, it's, 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 it's almost – it's ignorant to think that, you you know, you're going to ask a quarterback to throw to somebody that, you know, somebody like a J.J. A, a I think a white side. Or throw to a Jalen Rager and think that you're going to have a successful quarterback. That's or, like throwing the yeah. two bricks. At this point, I, I I don't understand, you know, how they think he's going to do it, you know. I mean, it's It's not possible.
2: You're you're basically asking Jalen Hurts to throw to two bricks, okay? (laughs) Jalen Rager has brick hands, and you're you're asking him, okay? The other guy, Whiteside, who's got bricks too, one touchdown in four years, (laughs) okay? Right, passing game, Barrett, passing game.
3: Well, I mean, you got to go out there. You you have to be able to, you know, to to, you know, evolve. And that's what, that's what Nick Sirianni did last year. Halfway through, said he evolved into this current situation, this current office. He evolved into it to make himself be more appealing by winning games. You know, he would have been fired if, he, if they went on with the same course. Even though he was doing what they were asking him to do, they would have fired him with the results that he was going out there and putting out on the field. So, you know, just like you said, um, Saban – you know, went from the transition from AJ McCarron and throwing the ball to 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 those guys like Julio Jones and all those type of guys to to you know understanding that you know he has an athletic quarterback and hurts use hurts up until you know he found somebody that's more accurate then move to him. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like it's gonna be the same situation with hurts here in Philadelphia. They're gonna get somebody that you know they feel as though is is, is better at reading. The, the you know, the offense and, and, and understanding where the ball is supposed to go and reading the defense, and they're going to get rid of him. You know, it's, this kid just gets – you know, he gets the wrong end of the deal, man. You know, you want him to go out there and be successful, but yet you're not giving him anything to help him with his success. You know, it's, 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 it's a terrible situation for this kid, man.
2: Uh, Marina, uh, you'd be wrong. We have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Jim Kelly and also Tessa Verdi won the Heisman, played – and threw for 50,000 yards in the NFL, and Bernie Kosar went to four straight AFC championship games in Cleveland. I don't know what you're talking about, but, hey, it's all good. We've never had quarterbacks at UM? I don't think so, okay? That, and they were all during my time, actually. Those guys were all – get this. I had Kelly Kosar test as my three quarterbacks in the room. How's that for you, Barrett? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then they're, they're talking about fools.
3: Foles was – you know, Foles was – yeah, I know Foles was pretty good at him. He played
2: basketball too, man. But he man. was a shooting star. Basketball. Yeah, Dude, you he's know? the ultimate substitute teacher. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he is. You know what I mean? And he no, no not disrespect, dude, he delivered the most important thing you could possibly – hey, like you said, man, that guy's never going to have to pay a toll in yep. Philadelphia again. Exactly. Exactly. Okay? I mean, that guy will have – That guy will have carte blanche in Philadelphia for the rest of his life because he delivered something that Malone delivered, that Schmidt delivered, that Clark delivered. He'll always be in that pantheon of guys who delivered championships. Do you know what McNabb is in the class with? Lindros. (laughs) Iverson. Those guys were great players. No disrespect. But those guys did not deliver titles. There's a level when you're talking about common sense and reality. Guys who deliver the championships. Okay? Um, concrete. You know, when you got Bednarik, 60 titled, then you have Foles. He'll always be that way, man. Malone, like I said. with And, and I'm not hating on Foles, but Foles is just not, not hating on starting. anything.
3: He's not, a, he's not a starting quarterback in the league. If he was a starting quarterback in the league, He'd be starting now. I mean, he 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 went to he went to to you know Jacksonville, and did nothing. He went to he went to the Bears and did nothing. He was great for us. He will always be a great. He's the best relief pitcher I've ever had and been around. You know what I'm saying? He's a great relief pitcher. But as far as him being a starting quarterback, I can't see him being that guy. You know, to Gardner me, Minshew know. beat him out in Jacksonville. Oh, I don't know. You know, so you know. I'm just saying that, you know, and I love Foles. Foles is my dude, you know, but Foles couldn't even beat out. Um, he, he didn't beat out, actually, he didn't beat out um, Carson Wentz, even though he won a Super Bowl. You know, Foles is a a great
2: relief pitcher. That's what he is. Yes. He is. Hey, this is a great question. I'm gonna ask you this. I'm a name brand has a great question here. Let me throw this at you, Barrett. If Jalen Hurts is on that Cincinnati Bengals team, does Jalen Hurts take the Cincinnati Bengals in his second year starting to the Super Bowl mm. with that talent?
3: I mm. mean, they have everything there, man. They have everything and an underrated there. defense, right? They have everything there. They have the running game with mixing and those guys. They just didn't have the offensive line. And you know, thinking about that offensive line, he might have, he might have, um, he might have done you know, surprisingly
2: well considering the fact that he could run and and, you know create on the run. Nixon run Nixon's a thousand yard. Hey, hey, um Xander, see how many games Joe Burrow has started and see how many games Jalen Hurts has started. I'd like to know what that number is. Go to like the reference. That'll tell you right away on how many games that they have started. So I mean you put him on that Bengals team. And I think that's a fair comparison because didn't, didn't he play eight games? Then he got hurt. I'm talking yep. Joe Burrow in his first year. Then he played, I think, all the games in his second year to get to the Super Bowl. 20 games started for Jalen. 26 games started for Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, What do you think? You think that Jalen would have put that team in the Super Bowl? With T. He, Higgins. With T Higgins, with Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Boyd,
3: Jamar Chase, Mixon, thousand yard rusher. I mean, that's that's success. What a defense that could play. The offensive line suck. So he 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 probably would have been one of those, you know, guys that you know they'd run out, you know, and and, and be able to evade pass rush. They wouldn't have had as many sacks because he could probably move the ball just because he was athletic enough to get away from a lot of these pass rushers, you know, so you never know in that system. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably going to say no, but it had been a different offense. And it would still been a good offense also with Hurts there. I don't necessarily think they went to the Super Bowl um, because, I mean, they he was dropping dimes, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of times those guys were running wide open. You know, it's hard to, you know, cover a guy like Jamar Chase. He was wide open half the time he threw to him. But, I mean, it still doesn't change the fact that he would have had a lot of success In that offense, a lot of success, but I I, I doubt seriously he'd have made
2: it to the Super Bowl with him. How about if you put Jalen Hurts on that Rams team with Cooper Cup? With that offense and offensive line?
3: You think they win the Super Bowl with Jalen? Once again, I'll say no. I will say they've been successful, like I said, because he's not just a slap, you know, you know, type of quarterback. He's not a guy that, you know, he's he's not as bad. Is what you know, people are trying to depict him to be. I don't think he is either.
2: Right? I'm, if I'm coming off like that, forgive me. You know, I don't think he. I'm. I'm. I'm I do not Barrett. it. I think he's a solid NFL quarterback, and I think he's in the conversation with Tyrod Taylor. Exactly. Exactly. I. I don't have an issue with 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 and saying that. How about this one? Do you think he elevates the Tennessee Titans? Do you think he's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill? I do. I do. Okay. I do, I do. I think, think he, he is. makes that team okay. He, he he would have, even though Ryan Tannehill had the number one seed in the AFC. You think he lead Jalen leads that that team, that Titans team, to the number one seed in the AFC? Absolutely, absolutely. No question about that.
3: No question. Because that football team is more built like the Eagles. Yep, yep. Exactly. I think that they were they're better than the Eagles because of the talent that they have. Um, you look at the receivers that they have. Hurts through to guys that, you know, like Smith was his, his, his best talent. You know, imagine having a guy, you know, like Julio Jones there or AJ Brown. He's gonna be a better quarterback and they're gonna be they're gonna play better for him. So yes, they, you put him in that offense, they'd be they, they would have been a lot
2: better with Jalen Hurts in that offense. Guaranteed. You put Jalen on that Bucks team. Do they get to the NFC Championship game?
3: Mm. That's tough. Because, you know, I mean, Allen was a magician in that offense. You know I mean? You take Allen out of that offense, you put anybody else in there, I doubt seriously if they could have played the way Allen played and, and, and had that team be as good as they were. I doubt okay. that seriously.
2: Okay. See, I put Russell Wilson in Tampa. They win the Super Bowl. I put yep. Russell Wilson in the Rams. They win the Super Bowl. I yep. put Russell Wilson in Cincinnati. They win the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, that's the kind of guy that I'm looking at. Jalen Hurts, to me, like you said, Mike Evans would hate that. Chris Godwin would hate that. Gronk would hate that. <laughs> because he, 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 you're, he, Do you agree that for Jalen Hurts to be a top-flight quarterback in the NFL, the rushing number has to come down?
3: Um, I don't know if it goes down. For him to be a top-flight quarterback, the rushing numbers have to stay the same because that's a part of who he is in that offense.
2: So he's got to resemble Lamar Jackson more.
3: Yes, he has to. He has, he has to give that threat to the defense. It's imperative that he has. He's a threat as a runner to that defense in order for them to monopolize the offense the way they need to win games. He has to be a factor. He has to be a focal point in order for that offense to run. You know, just handing it off is not is is not a situation where this team could have success. If you just handed it off, um. I don't think it'll be as dynamic of an offense. And and I think defenders could really defend it better, you know, if you just hand it off to the running back. You have to have him in there to give that X factor, that X factor you need for their offense to run and be that successful.
2: So if I put Matthew Stafford in Philly, how many wins do you think the Eagles have? Matthew Stafford in Philly? With this offense of wide receivers. and
3: They barely –
2: they barely have five
3: or six games guaranteed barely because you look at it. He's
2: had, he's so you have more of a problem with the whiteouts than with Jalen Jalen. Yes. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. That's a great take. Okay. That's a great take. Hit the like button. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Silio. Keep it here on the middle back and three.
5: Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little.
6: I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say,
5: we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
8: Field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven,
5: three. One, two, three. Because
8: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
2: Bear broke Stancilio in the middle. So you're a LeBron guy, man, huh? All right.
3: No, not really, not really a LeBron guy. I'm a Jordan guy, but I just know greatness, you know what I'm saying? And you say what you want to say. Everybody everybody can hate on him all they want to, talking about, you know, he's dictating. The reason he can dictate this and dictate that is because right now he's the best player playing. So, yes, where the NBA goes is where LeBron is taking him. Um, Even though right now (laughs) his team sucks and they're out of the playoff, he still makes decisions that, you know, that really, you know, have a a, a league-wide
2: impact. Let me throw this at you here. So the thing now that's most important to him is not winning championships anymore because that Westbrook deal, they're not getting out from under that. You know, they owe him another $47 million. If they move off of Russell Westbrook, they're going to have to eat 90% of that, trade him out somewhere who wants an expiring contract. Dude, they're bringing that guy back because they have to – Magic even said it. They have to bring – so it's a two-year disaster. Yep. <laughs> okay, so here, things important to him is chasing down Kareem for the all-time points guy and winning the scoring title. Should this guy be on the first or second team All-NBA? When his team – is 17 games under 500.
3: Well, he will be. Whether he should be or not is, is, is not the case. He will be.
2: That dude, been at best, is a third-team All-NBA, okay? His team is atrocious. They quit. They don't want to play, okay? <clears> I mean, <throat> and by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong when you're in your uh, 19th year and you're third-team All-NBA and you're going to win a scoring title. There's no shade in that. But to put the guy on first team and to have to – by the way, he played the point majority of the year for the Lakers he wasn't playing he played everything he,
3: yeah he played everything on um on that team he was just everything you know he when he, when you have to go out there and score like he scored I mean it's ridiculous man you know it, oh no it, he had to
2: score 40 a night for them to win
3: no question there's no question about that so it's just tough man it's tough you know you put yourself in a position where you built that team and then the team sucks and then you're now having to play your way out of that situation And that's what he was finished with this year. He brought in Westbrook and, you know, Westbrook just, you know, didn't do his part. So what's going on now is is, is his problem. That's his problem.
2: You know, I don't think Kobe ever won an NBA Most Valuable Player Award. What? I don't think Kobe – did Kobe win one? Because I know Steve Nash has got more. Steve Nash has got two. I don't think Kobe won more than one NBA Most Valuable Player Award. Wow, yeah. I mean, so when you talk about NBA most valuable players, I don't think Kobe's on that list. Wow, <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> and by the way, right? <laughs> Kobe won in 2007. Okay, yes, I think he has one NBA most valuable player award for a guy you, like that. Totally have one.
3: You always, you always see that's that's what I'm saying right there, man. See, that's why Philly fans be getting mad at you, bro. <laughs> what? That's why, right there. Wait a minute! You bring those minute. type of things up, and then you know now we're looking at like, all right, wait, Kobe,
2: wait, I didn't say Kobe's not one of the greatest players. See, of all time. play, I just said he won, we don't play won. with it.
3: We, we don't play with our, you know, with Philly's own. Now you know what I'm saying?
2: Hang on, Kobe won one NBA Most Valuable Player award. Steve Nash has got more. <laughs>
3: I, I, I'm not saying that he that, that Steve Nash is better than Kobe though. See, that's the problem. I didn't
2: say that he. Hey, you threw that in. You added that to the conversation. I never said Nash was better either.
3: Oh, hold on, hold on hold on a sec. This is RJ. <laughs> this is my grandson. Hello? RJ. 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 Pop up pop up is on pop up is on the radio right now. Pop is on, on TV right now. Okay? She alright? So call me later. Yeah. Alright. Bye bye. <laughs> How old's your kid? <laughs> my grandson, he's he's six. And he just he says his, his mom just texts me, is upset because every time he calls you, you don't answer the phone. I was like, Well, I'm working right now. And he called me the same time yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so I hey. send the link, I send him the link so he can look it up.
2: And 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 I guess he's not watching right now. <laughs> so here's what my here, here's what my daughter does during the week. You know, my daughter calls me most of the time on the week because she's got a big schedule during the week. Da, 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 da. So the other day she called me during the week, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Everything all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's great." So of course I end the conversation with, "Hey, you need anything? Well, Dad, you know, maybe, you know." <laughs> 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 I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right, just checking here, you know." So I was like, "All right, all right, I got you, man. We're good." So yeah, yeah man. No, that's yeah. I'm like, man. Didi's Dee calling me. What's up? On my right, phone. Right. Man, she calls me on weekends usually. What's well, up, buddy?
3: That's, that's my grandson. Yeah, you know, you know Dad, I got a grandson and a granddaughter.
2: Yeah, she starts talking to me. Yeah, you know, I heard you talking about this and that. Then she, I go, all right, well, you need anything? Well, you know, c- come to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, since you asked. <laughs> yeah, since you asked, Dad. And I knew to ask, of course. So, yeah. And now, wait a minute now. Let's get back to no Look, just because I point out things. About Philly. It, 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 these Philly
3: things, man. Like you can mess with anybody but Kobe, man. I'm no, not he,
2: messing he, with Co- even Kobe. Even though he's a Laker,
3: he is Philly's own. They don't play when it comes to Philly. Kobe won one
2: MVP. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so I mean, here where, where would I put Kobe in my top ten? Where would you first where would you put Kobe in your top ten? Six. <laughs> Six. Hold on. You think you take Kobe over Bird? Six, yes, Hold and Bird here. is next. Where's Shaq? Shaq so wait a is- minute, you take Kobe over Shaq?
3: Yes, so Kobe. Over oh Shaq. no
2: way. Then I go Bird. No way.
3: Then I go Bird. And after Bird, um, where's KD? Where KD's not on my list. Oh, he's not in the top ten. No, Kevin no. Durant's not in your top. Where's no. Kevin? Where's Tim Duncan? Tim Dunk is right at 9. And the, Tim Duncan's at 9, Shaq is at 8, at 7. I'm trying to think who else is going to put at 7. Oscar Robertson? No. Okay. I didn't watch him play. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't watch him play. Okay.
2: Wow. So you you got Kobe over Bird?
3: Yes, Kobe over Bird.
2: Over Bird and Shaquille. And and it's just because um and over Duncan. Bird
3: over Bird because defensively, you know, Kobe would do everything. He would do everything defensively, rebounding, assist. You know what I'm saying? Offense, he did
2: it all. He did it all. Where's Isaiah Thomas? He's not in my top ten. A guy who had a winning record versus Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Yes, not your top ten.
3: No, he got a hit that I like to collect. I agree. The collective in in Detroit, the collective in Detroit. So you know that's that's that was my. Yeah, but thing. he
2: never played with another star. Joe Dumars was decent and great Hall of Famer, but he wasn't Pippin.
3: You, you said he, he, he wasn't Vinny the microwave.
2: He, right, he wasn't <laughs> right. He wasn't Bill Laimbeer. <laughs> hey, from from Horn and them other guys like who was the white boy from Notre Dame? Yeah, Lambert, Bill Lambert. Yeah, Bill Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that piss. That Pistons team always reminded me of those of the Flyers back in the day. The bad boys, you know? Yeah. They didn't really care too much about style. They just went out and you know what that's funny. That Pistons team reminds me of the Eagles. Not much in style, but they're gonna go out and run you over.
3: That's it. That's it. You know, I mean, it's just like to me, it's to me, they're like the the UNLV team back in the day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, UNLV, UNLV was my squad, bro. Dude, I you love know, I this. Stacy Ogman,
2: Stacy Augman. Larry Johnson.
3: All of them. You know, Anderson. Yeah, Anderson Hunt.
2: Um,
3: um, um, uh, You know, and my my boy, man, who I loved the most was Moses Scurry. Because Moses Scurry started that, you know, rebound. Oh, I'm grabbing the rebound. Was, that was my dude. And he always looked like he came off a of 40 night. Like, he just drank a 40, like, two hours before the game. That's the way he looked, bro. You know, and I love that about him. You know what I'm saying? He was the he was the enforcer of that guy. You know, he was the Bill Lambert of that team. But, who you was know. the
2: guy that's who was the the um analyst that was the point guard on that team? Damn. Oh, um the, he's the point he worked for CBS. Greg College, Anthony. Greg Anthony, Greg, he was Greg on Anthony. that. Yeah, that's right, man. I love hey, I got I told you before I got a chance to be friends with Tarkanian, My wife didn't really think to him because he was kind of a sexist kind of guy. <laughs> and Tark would walk around. Hey, he'd walk around UNLV, man, and he'd be like, how you doing? It's Derek Tarkanian, And he's, I was like, dude, everywhere Tark went, man, it was a show. They loved Jerry. He built Thomas and Mac. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tark 100%. built that thing. Bro, yep. $1,000 tickets to go watch that team play in Vegas when they were home. They won every night, every night, man. It was
3: – $1,000 tickets to a college basketball game. To a basketball college game.
2: basketball game. Wow. To watch those guys. And you'd see everybody in Hollywood and everybody in Vegas sitting courtside because Tark made it an event. It was really great. All right, you made a comment that you have more of a problem with the Eagles right now on the wide receiving side of it than you do the quarterback. Your issue is not really with Jalen because – you, you, you're you looking at Jalen as a guy who's going to get better and a guy who's working to get better and a guy who wants to be better. Yes. You got a wide receiver and one guy who you drafted in the first round who doesn't want to get better. You have another guy who's trying to get better. You have another guy who was just added. You have a tight end that's going to be better. And you have a really solid solid running back. That's your problem with the team.
3: My problem with is the that team, fair? That's that's fair to say. Yes, that's fair to say. There's no way that you could think that you can go into a season, even though they made it to the playoffs, with a with a wide receiver room that young. And there's my problem. I mean, did you? How do you expect this young quarterback to go out there and play at the level you need him to play when you're not giving him anything to play with? And it's going to get younger, Barrett, when they go right, into
2: exactly. the draft and get a wide out.
3: Because they're gonna to have to cut some vet guys and and, and I, I I hope this isn't the case, but I think they'll cut Greg Ward before they cut JJ white Whiteside.
2: That's crazy.
3: But oh, it's just no. but Your, I understand the it.
2: with Derek Barnett. The the history of how he handled Derek Barnett, you're right. And also because you know
3: Greg Ward really doesn't bring to the table with special teams, and that's 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 that's, that's his biggest downfall. He's not a special teams guy. JJ think of the white side. He will play special teams and he will block. Ward is a pure receiver. He'll he'll return punts every once in a while, but he's a receiver. And, you know, to, to go out and just learn the craft of being a receiver in the past five years, I think he's pretty damn good at it right now. But is he a would he get burned with Cincinnati? No. Would he get any burned with Buffalo, no. Kansas City, no. Would he get any burn in Dallas? No. Would he get any burn? Um, now he'll he'll get some burn in Washington. He'll get some burn um uh, with the Giants, but he won't get any burn in Dallas. You know, so that's the way I'm looking at it. How many of these guys on this offense will play somewhere else? Well, that entire offensive line will transfer to any team in the division. The wide receiver position, um. Which one's better? I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Washington's wide receiving core. Well
2: they, they got, got a Terry. number one there. They got a one there.
3: Terry McLaurin. He, he's, a, he's a number one. But after that No, the dudes. Sims. Sims is okay. Another Alabama wide receiver. Sims is Ugh. okay if they keep him. Uh other than that, you know, I think a couple of those guys well, Smith will play there, but the other guys won't play there. Um, if I take him to the Giants, I, I doubt so if he plays with the Giants. I mean they have some
2: there's some pretty good receivers in it with the Giants. Yeah. New York so, has New York has a shit, they have a shit old line.
3: Yes, that's that's their only problem there. Yeah. They have a terrible old line. So, when you think about that, if you put if you put Jalen Hurts in that offense, you let's play that. You put Jalen Hurts in that offense, I think they would be pretty good. You know what I'm saying? He can make those receivers better. Um you put him in Washington. I think he could make those guys better. You put him in Dallas, Dak makes him a better team. You put Dak in Philadelphia, he'll still be he will be okay. He will just be okay. He won't be any more dynamic than he was in Dallas because he doesn't have the weapons. He will be an okay quarterback. He will so maintain You think
2: Dallas has buyers remorse on Dak right now?
3: Um, yeah, I do. I do. I do.
2: You because can't get bounced in the first round, and their their window for an opportunity to win a Super Bowl was last year.
3: They should have won a Super Bowl
2: with the talent that
3: they had. I mean, I mean, they had a couple of injuries here and there, but with that defense,
2: right? I look at the Rams, Barrett, and I go, I see the Rams offense, and I see the Rams defense, and I look at the Cowboys. I don't know. I saw the same team.
3: Exactly. 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 So. I mean, they have just enough firepower. Just enough fire. The three receivers, you know, although one of the receivers got hurt, but still, you know, you know the amount of weapons they have. They had two two good running backs. Two. They had a pretty good offensive line. They had an okay tight end. You know, you look at um, you look at the Rams. You know, comparable. I think you know, they have comparable wide receiving cores. Comparable. You know, just comparable. You know, so I mean, I, I really think that you know you can put Dak in that offense, and he would be all right. They could go to, they couldn't go to a, a chip. They couldn't win a chip, but you know, you put you know, you put anybody else in that in that offense. I, I really think that you know, well, in in the Eagles' offense, you put anybody else in the Eagles' offense. I doubt if they do better than Jalen Hurts. I doubt that seriously, that they will put up the production that Jalen Hurts. If they can't run and be as elusive as Jalen, I doubt if you could swim in that type of uh, offense. I, I,
2: I like that we now have Howie Roseman in the uh, chat box, Ian. Um, da- do I have data to support that? No, no, I, data. That's exactly what the bookworms and the librarians do in the Eagle front office. Here's the data that I have for this guy. <laughs> Here, dude. Data, dude. I don't. I don't. Data. I want to get football players, bro. I don't want to get data. I want a football <laughs> player in here. I want guys who can move the sticks. Data. I'll, I'll try. To, I, and, and D, I'm trying to figure out what Curtis
3: Samuels did last year. What did Curtis Samuels do last year? Let's look
2: at this. Let's look at his stats. Let's see. St- data. <laughs> The data is you're nine and eight, and you didn't do shit <laughs> in the offseason to get the kid any help. That's the data you need.
3: Oh, okay. He was hurt, I guess. He was hurt because he did nothing last year. Chris said it. he was hurt. Yeah. He had to be hurt. Yeah. Always he was one hurt. of
2: these wide receivers that are on the Ben Simmons plan.
3: Right. Right. All right. So, so, all right. I, I'll say it again, Dion. He did nothing last year. He was hurt last year. So, you know, they're talking about, you know, what he'll do. I I don't know what he'll do. You know, I didn't see him all last year.
2: (laughs) Data. Hey, let me get data going.
3: Well, yeah, you know, Brother Hannibal, you're right. Cowboys don't have (laughs) Bill Washington head coach. I I like that. Yeah, you're
2: right. Well, the (laughs) Eagles don't have a head coach either. Ooh. Ooh. Well, if you got to run things through the head coach, or excuse me, the GM, is that a head coach? I don't know. You heard him say it. Mm. See, guess what, dude? Wait a minute, you're right. Hey, I'm not gonna keep pointing things out that people should be pointing out, but hey, you know, that's just what big sales does. I mean, anytime somebody goes like this, hey, do you mind if I go to the store and buy milk? Um, you know, (laughs) uh, listen, I want to buy milk. Here's why I want to buy milk. I like it. I like chocolate milk before I go to bed at night. You know, then I'll get like a Fig Newton. You know, and this I like to dunk. I'm a dunker, and so like you know, if you don't mind, Howie, I'd like to buy a gallon of milk. Is that okay? Eh, how much is it? And eh, well, you know, price of food's gone up a little bit. Is it okay if I go get the milk? I want the milk in here. As long as it doesn't cost too much, it's all good. That's how well, the Eagles have to. do It is
3: going to cost too much because that's 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 what the going. Oh, rate so now
2: is. I gotta now I have to buy Similac. <laughs> so it's still like
3: more expensive than milk.
2: I gotta buy milk. table milk. Yeah, <laughs>
3: powdered milk. That's what you have to buy powdered milk. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey, you know, no, no, you ain't buying the stuff in the red bottle, man. That's too expensive. You gotta buy that, like, you know, skim milk, man. That two percent. You know, the stuff that you can put in your coffee. Well, let
3: me let me answer this, man. Do I like Brandon Cooks? Yes. Let's get Brandon Cooks here, but you gotta pay Brandon Cooks. If that's the case, they would have they would have brought him in a long time ago. He could take the top off the defense. He's one of those guys that come in and play. I mean, he 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 would be instant instant offense for this for this team. They run play action, have him run over the top on a deep dig route. He'd be that guy. He can get open. He'll create separation. But he's one of those guys that you know they won't bring in because they have to pay him. They have and to pay. You
2: him. have become such a hater <laughs> wait, wait i just like i don't know what's happened to you over the last couple weeks here man but i check out the comments now on twitter and such ah barrett doesn't know shit this guy is this and that way to go dude what a wait, way to no, gather I, these I, merit badges i i no, i i i just I loved it i tell the truth man. you know
3: i, I love I, it it was yeah I, I tell the truth man i mean if, if I have to be realistic because, like I said, people in Philadelphia will look up what you said and they'll let you know if you were wrong in it. You know what I'm saying? So they watch film just like I watch film. I love that about them. But at the end of the day, you know, I can't... The money situation is 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 what really has me flustered this year. The money situation... Right, 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 Deion Walker. The money situation here has me flustered because... You have to pay to play now. That's the only way that you can, you know, you know, bring a team and have them compete in this NFL. <laughs> you can no longer be a guy that's not going to spend money. You look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is even starting to spend a little money now. You know what I'm saying? The lower markets, You have to spend money in order to compete in the NFL. That's why the salary cap keeps going up. And to think that we can still nickel and down the league and still have a successful um, offense and defense, we just can't do it. When they won the Super Bowl in 2017, we had so many guys on one-year prove it deals. One year prove it deals got us through. I mean, at the time, remember, they we 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 signed all those guys, Timmy Jernigan, Alshon. Um, we had uh the running back from Miami, um, whatever his name was. We had um, we had you uh, know Jay Blunt. What's his name? Jay um Jay Ajayi, yeah. we had Blunt um chris long all these guys were on rental contracts you know you have to prove it you know what i'm saying and all these guys played well so we had the perfect storm and we won a super bowl guys aren't doing that these days because teams are going out and paying guys they're not gonna come here unless you pay them and that's the that's the that's the realistic thought on why the eagles are not going to be competitive because they're not going to spend the money to go out there and get the
2: names well not necessarily the names but the Offensive output and defensive output do we need? The Eagle shop at the dollar store and everyone else in the NFL shops at Neiman Marcus. Well, look at Stefan Diggs, one hundred four, four years, 26 million per 70 guaranteed. You think Philly's doing that?
3: Right, right. Exactly.
2: They ain't doing that. That's why you haven't had a thousand yard. That's why you haven't had a hundred catch receiver in the history of the team when it comes to wideouts. Okay. That means right there. You want a thousand You want a hundred catch guy? Go pay him. You'll get him. <laughs> go get him, man. Look at this, man. Look at you.
3: <laughs> Here we go, man. Here we go. Well, hey man, we got, we got. We, hold on, we got. We got cut still because I got to go do another job now, man. I got <laughs> to go WIP, so I'll be on that in a little bit. I got to get over to the job now. Very
2: good. Hey, he's Barrett Brooks. Don't forget four to six. This afternoon with the National Football Show. Till tomorrow, catch you on the flip side.
5: Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker, Mike Little.
6: I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say,
5: we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
8: of life. First trust Bank is there for you.
5: Seven, zero, three. One, two, three. because
8: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.